Okay, don't move. Let me get a picture. Okay, I'm gonna hit stop, right? He's very strange, but he just he, he's taught me to value so many things in life that a lot of a lot of lessons a lot of people didn't get, like the value of money, the value of of being kind to people, uh, the value of hard work, and, and and seeing your own seeds grow from the from the work you put in, and um, not taking anything the easy way. Everything's gonna be tough. Uh, always taught me like, this is my money, you're broke. You know, if you want to have money, you go earn it. <laughs> Just that lifestyle. Go get uh, your money. Yeah, yeah. It, it's made me a go getter. It's made me appreciate where I am, and it's made me uh, have the need to feel like I want to give back to whatever community I am. So I'm, I'm eternally grateful. That's what's up. That's what's up, Momo. That's why we got people like you on this show. Momo Sonogo, junior out of Plano, Texas, team leader, already graduated with a degree in finance. That was Momo Sonogo coming in. Najee Harris lowers his head and then gets driven back. The tackle by Momo Sonogo. Here comes the blitz up the middle. They're going to hit him and sack him at the 40-yard line. Straight up the gut came Sonogo, and that time it paid off for the Rebels. Great ball on the ground. The ball comes out. Mohamed Sonogo, not all three. Welcome to yet another episode of What's Next Podcast. I'm here. We are actually here. My whole crew is here at the University of Louisville uh, football facility. We are here with my man Momo Sanago. Here to talk a little bit about his career, his achievements, and what he's got coming up next since we're on What's Next Podcast, right? Momo, it's an honor to have you on this show, man. Um, to be able to sit across from you and have an actual Division One football player like yourself, you're actually my first football guest, so we got to make this one special. <laughs> yes, sir. I always do this before every episode. I go back. So we're going to start from the very beginning, talk about your upbringing, your guy from uh, Plano, Texas. Talk about your upbringing there and how was it there in Texas? So uh, I actually started out, I was born in Michigan and moved to Austin uh, okay. when I was young. And uh, my dad's from Africa, so we don't play football. It's like <laughs> I'm a, my whole family is a soccer family, like the other football. Right, right, and right. <clears throat> never played football until... Uh, Till I was like sixth grade, okay. fifth grade, sixth grade, somewhere around there, mm -hmm. and it was just playing casual. Like I wasn't playing in no select leagues or anything like that. Just town and country football, like just just some fun stuff. And right. then got into middle school, and um, I was good at it. But like I always saw people play like running back. I played O line. I was a little chubby kid. Uh, so when we moved to Plano, yeah. uh, going into eighth grade, they asked me what position I played, and mind you, I'm. 5'11", 225 pounds Sheesh. in eighth grade. Yeah. And they were like, what position you play? I was like, I play running back and linebacker. Yeah. And they were like, okay, cool. So I just rolled with it from there. And then I, I fell in love with linebacker. And then it was, that's all she wrote. Now, w once you got into uh, your football career at an early stage, you turned out to be a four-star recruit. You know, you're highly recruited. You know, was that a surprise factor for you, you know, as you were playing? Or you kind of, was it just like you were just going with it and things just happened for you out there? Well, everything I want, I, I want to pursue in life, I want to be the best at it. Um, and I've been fortunate to be in the area, like, growing up in high school, I played against Kyler Murray. 
Um, and so, like, I was just always chasing, like, I played with the number one running back of the 2015 class. Uh, he was two years older than me. Um, he ended up going to UCLA. But, like, I've always been playing, been around, like, some of the best guys in the country. And I always had my mindset in the NFL. I was never, like, we were never worried about, um, about the ratings, about the stars. It was just, like, it, whatever it takes, whatever possible to get at that stage to play on Sundays. That's all that matters. That's all we cared about. That's what's up, man. That what was that uh, feeling playing against Kyle Murray? Like, what was those matchups like for you, man? <laughs> man, it was. He was playing Madden on rookie mode <laughs> in high school. It didn't matter who he played. He was playing in rookie mode at all times. I believe it. It's, I believe it. It was insane. I believe it. I seen man. him Euro like legitimately with the ball Euro step come around somebody just score a touchdown with ease like. He was just having fun out there. Man, um, I want to get into Texas. Now, you're a Texas guy. Grew up in Texas a little bit. Uh, explain the importance, not even just the importance, but the dominance of the Texas football. A lot of people don't understand. You know, that's the dominant state that has you know football and, and the athletes that it breeds, it brings up in, in Texas. Talk about the, the, the dominance that Texas has over everybody else. <sighs> Texas football is is Friday Night Lights, man. It is what like high school football should be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got you've got those teams that are so well coached that nobody can beat them just off the premise of they won't make a mistake. You've got teams in Dallas like DeSoto that have the best athletes in the country, and they've got guys on their JV team with offers just off of athleticism alone. <laughs> you've crazy. got schools all in between, like. Texas football is is a way of life. They got kids with, who were on J. They was on JV and they had office. JV with office. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> that's that's crazy. a common occurrence in Texas because Man. you got so many guys that are like high, 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 high recruits that are on the varsity team and they're gonna they're a junior. They're gonna be on the varsity team for two years. You got some younger guys. That anywhere else in the country they go, they're gonna be started. Yeah, that makes sense. But they're on JV because they stacked in front stacked. of them, but they still get looks. Absolutely, absolutely. That's crazy though, man. Uh, that's the dominant state. Texas is a dominant state. Talk a little bit about um, your recruitment process. What was that like for you? You know, as a as a you know young kid in Texas. Man, uh, you, you you expect it. You expect the. the the visits and the, the tours and the photo right. shoots and all that stuff. But when you're really living in it, it's, it's really cool. It's a cool experience. I, I made sure I soaked it in the best I could uh, and just really enjoyed the process. Cool. A lot of guys get too stressed out during the process. But like my advice would be to just enjoy it. Enjoy every official, unofficial, uh, go to a game, whatever it may be. Just enjoy the experience and realize so many people don't get to do that. Say that again, please, man. The why do you think like a lot of people? And it's just not, not just people, but you know, recruits in general. Uh, why do you think they get so pressured? Like, is it? Do you think it's because it's like so much hype to live up to it? Or man, once you once you start getting hype, and it's like, I don't want this to go away. Like, I can't. Like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta live up this at all times. I gotta make the perfect decision of where I'm going. So that I can have the perfect college career, so that I can have the perfect, and you start trying to plan all these things out, and obviously things don't go your way. You just get stressed out. You got everybody in your corner telling you how great you are, yeah. and you get this mountain of pressure on your shoulders, 
And that's why it's so important for the older guys to, to make sure the young guys know, like, let, go, let that go. Enjoy it. Have fun. This is, you get to Facts. play football once. Facts. You can do everything else later in life. You get to play football one small part of time of your life. Facts, man. You saying it all. You saying it all. Uh, I got some notes here. I wanna, I wanna ask you about, you know, your your overall experience on uh, going to Ole Miss. You know, um, why why did you even choose to go to Ole Miss at the, in the first in the first place? So for me, it was I wanted to play at, in the best conference and SEC in the SEC, and I want and that's a that's a linebacker's dream to play in that conference. You know that they got. Every school's got an amazing running back that's going to be playing on Sundays, and and you got a big opportunity, a big stage, and that's what I wanted. Like I wasn't worried about nothing else. I just wanted to play at the highest at, level, at the highest level, that's and play at a, a school where I thought I, I love could it, get Momo. on the field earlier. Yeah, yeah. You, you seem like somebody. You're a go getter. You want to. You want to be the best. You want to play against the best. Yeah. And that, that's all that matters to you. Now. SEC play is, is a different beast. I mean, LSU, Alabama's, the, you know, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, all these guys. Um, talk a little bit about playing in the SEC. What was that competition like? Oh, it's, it's, it's weird. Now that I've played in another conference, yeah, um, yeah. you see that, you see that there's, there's, ta like, there's extreme talent in every conference. Yeah. It's, the Power Five is called the Power Five for, for a reason. reason. <laughs> because the NFL is made up of majority Power Five guys. Right. And there's just constant talent. But yep. the difference is there's something about playing in the SEC in that week after week after week after week, there's no right. opponent you're about to play where you're like, yeah. uh, you're like yeah. you know, even uh, if you get the win, like I always told people Vanderbilt, you may blow them out. But you're gonna be sore the next day. That's just how they play. Every everybody in the SEC, like no one's walking out feeling healthy the next day. Yeah. And it's just it's twelve weeks of that. And it's it's fun. But it's a tough world to walk into. For sure, for sure. What's what's been your favorite place like to to play in SEC, man? Because the atmosphere is that's another thing. Like the play is different, but then the atmosphere you going into a different arena, man. And you know those SEC schools, man. It gets crazy. <laughs> it gets crazy. It gets crazy. I have to say, um, twenty eighteen playing in, in Death Valley, that was a different experience. For sure. That was like that's the loudest stadium I've ever me Play, personally. Man. That's the loudest game I've ever played in, and it was crazy. Um, but overall experience, I got to throw in Tennessee. Because, you know, that's what Tennessee Lane Kiffin started though. throwing bottles. Yeah, they crazy. Of mustard and all types of stuff on the field at us. Still doing stuff like that, man. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> For sure. Um, Momo, I want to ask you, uh, now we talked about SEC play, man, and, and, and you know, the, 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 the different schools that you played against. What was your, your most fulfilling moment at Ole Miss? I would say I made Joe Burrow fumble on the, on the goal line. Like, on the five-yard line, made him fumble. It was like five or ten-yard line, and it was right in front of their student section. Ooh. And just shut the whole stadium up. They just had this momentum. They made like a, a – I don't know how long the drive. It was like a 70-yard drive. In the goal line, in the in the red zone goal line, he just broke the pocket, running the ball, boom, fumbled, and the Got whole him. stadium went quiet. Got him. Got him. Man. And it, there's something about it's something, every football player knows that. that, that yeah. How does that play? I would ask. stadium, and you just make it to a pin drop. You hear it? That's the 
best feeling in the world. Man. There's nothing dope. like it. That's dope. That's dope, man. I can only imagine, man. That's that's and it's worth it. It's worth it, man. Yeah. All that work y'all put in and, and all the, especially on the road games, I know that that has to be fun, man. Um moving on, I want to get into you uh entering the transfer portal from Ole Miss. Now you had a a a, a great great career at Ole Miss, but but Talk a little bit about, you know, your reason for entering that transfer portal and then, you know, coming to be a Cardinal here. Yeah, so um, you know how it is now with the transfer portal. Right, it's crazy Coaches now. going around, coaching carousel, and it's so much easier for coaches to bring in their guys. And and it's a lot easier for coaches when they got a – like some coaches like a style of play. They like certain type of guys at certain positions. Right. And when you got – this coach turnover like that sometimes that happens and you're in a you're in a program you're in a program that doesn't fit you anymore and it it no longer fit me so it was time for me to go and find that best fit for me and uh to do one thing i really wanted to do which was be coached by somebody that's played in the nfl played my position in the nfl which was my main reason for coming here coach d nick yeah, be coached by somebody that's done exactly what you want to do. Like that's. So what's what's your relationship with the the coaches on staff here at uh, the University of Louisville? What's what's that relationship like between y'all? Oh, it's been a great relationship. Um, they've allowed me to grow so much, uh, taught me so many new things, allowed me to try new things without you know fear of uh, ha- having that fear of messing up, yep. which is big. You get to grow yeah. a lot when you don't have that fear of messing up, and you can explore and, and experiment. Say- you can say that again. <laughs> you can say that again. Uh, yeah, of course, because you you know when you when you you're playing out there and you you no no knock against no coaches <laughs> from what I'm about to say, but uh, you you have that worry on your back like man if I mess up you know you know that, it's different when you have that confidence and you're like hey man I, it's okay if I mess up yeah. it's okay if I mess up. It's seen so many guys like their coaching situation they end up playing like robots and it stunts their growth. Because they're not they're not out there playing football. They're playing, out there being their, their true self. They gotta be their true self. Yeah, for exactly. sure, for sure, for sure. Now we're talking about Louisville. Uh, we talked a little bit about the SEC as well. Um, compare the two, the ACC and the SEC. What's the the major differences that really stood out to you? I mean, the major differences to me, um, they got some good skill position guys here. Some some really good skill position guys. Some good quarterbacks. Where um, like most of the schools got some. Some pretty good quarterbacks, quarterbacks. that will really sit in the pocket and dice apart uh, holes in the, in the zones. Um, and then another big difference is size up front, like defensive and offensive really? line. Huge difference in the SEC. Way SEC bigger. is bigger. Way bigger. And that's not to say like, oh, this person's better, that person's better. Right, right, but right, right. Sometimes that size, like when you really got almost 700 pounds yeah. leaning on you and you're a nose tuck. Nose tackle, it's a little bit tougher to stay in that gap. And yeah. So just little things like that. Um, the size up front is definitely huge, but like I would say that the, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of speed in this conference. Okay, like good okay. Speed. Okay, so you kind of got a size versus speed kind of thing going on there. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this. Uh, as a linebacker, um, inform my audience. Uh, give them your your – your information, your your brain knowledge, because you're you're known to be as one of the smart smarter linebackers in the conference and in the nation. Um, what uh, what are some good qualities that a linebacker must must have 
to be a, 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 an elite linebacker that separates himself? A, a must-have trait is being is having that instinct. The linebacker, the, the football instinct. It's okay. just to having a knack for where the ball is supposed to be, where it's going to be, have a knack for route recognition. And, and these are things you can grow at and get better at, but it's, it's hard too. Like some guys that have that base level of in, in, instinction, like they, they just play a little bit above everybody else. Right. And uh, obviously like things like athleticism, speed, size, power yeah. will make up for it. Yeah. And we'll make up for it right now. But, I mean, especially at that next level, you see the guys that are just rolling off athleticism fizzle out. It's the guys that have a real knack for the yeah, game, yeah, that have sure. true instincts for sure. that, that excel. I agree, man. Um, now, I want to ask you this, Momo. Who are some players that are in the NFL that you kind of model your game after or you look, you look up to in a sense? He's retired recently, but right. for me, it's, it's Luke Keekley. Okay. And just from from watching him, mm -hmm. he just looks like a linebacker. Like growing up, just watching, I was like, he knows what he's doing out there. <laughs> he don't know what he's doing. He know what they're they do doing. It. Facts. Like Facts. almost before they do it, he's yeah. playing a different game. Everybody's playing checkers. He's playing chess. Yeah. You could see. I could see it. I wanted. I wanted to figure out how he did that, and. Getting to watch interviews on him and interviews of other players talking about him, like he really, he was really like that. Like he really was playing a different game, That's what's and that that made me fall in love in the other side of the game, the the cerebral side, the the chess match between coordinators. Like right. that's some of the most interesting stuff about football to me. Well, we'll go a little bit deeper in detail about the the interesting stuff that you 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 learned. Man, just just the game being played, how. Offenses, they're not just calling calls that they think will work in the situation. They're setting plays up. They're setting up further opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just throw in a, like, a quick example. Like, mm -hmm. if you've got a team that they run a lot of post-safety zone, yeah. right, like cover three, yeah. and the weak part of cover three is the, back, is the weak hash. And so teams come up with different ways to hit the weak hash, but one thing I've seen some good teams do is – a specific way to set up that weak hash because everybody knows if it's three by one, the weak hash player, he knows what he's got. But right. if you find a way to get three players to one side post-snap, it'll it'll come up on them too quick. Exactly. You won't, so you what won't, some teams I've see seen do uh, is, and I see Mike Leach did a good job of it when I, last, like, when I played against him. Yeah. He would work two by two scat that running back out and run different route concepts okay. to that side. Yeah. He didn't even care if that they ended up in, in, in a sack. He didn't yeah, care yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. He's just setting you up, getting you comfortable with the back flaring mm -hmm. and the weak hash player getting lazy. And he's like, okay, they're not running that route. I'm good. Exactly. I get to, I, exactly. I got to watch for this right over here. I got to yep. watch the quarterback. I got to read his eyes. And out of nowhere, their fastest player, right past you. And then you're cool. just sitting there looking at coach like, I know I messed up. <laughs> But I don't know how. Yep. And it's just cool to see how they 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 took the time to set that play up. And the Brilliant. defenses do the same things. Yeah. And it's just like the they're playing a different game. It's it's not the same game that you're watching that they're right, playing. It's, right, right. It's right, right. I love the detail there, Momo. Um talk about now we're gonna get into Louisville a little bit 
and, and we appreciate you for you know bringing us here at the University of Louisville. Yeah. Um, what's been what What's the feeling like to put on that Louisville jersey, that Cards jersey, and go out there and represent Louisville, Kentucky? Uh, it's been pretty cool, you know, um, doing that. Lamar Jackson's alma mater. Yeah, and um, I've learned so much about the program. Like I really didn't know much about Louisville, Louisville before. Uh, really much at all yeah um but just fully throwing myself into the culture here and, and and getting to know how things are done and getting to know some of the fans and it's a it's a great place great culture yeah good culture great culture now now you're here in louisville and i'm a, I'm a uk alum so <laughs> talk a little bit about you know that rivalry you kind of you know experienced that a little bit well what's that like between the uk U of L rivalry it's it's a big rivalry. Uh, everybody everybody in the state cares about it. It's it's like it's just like Ole Miss and, and, and Mississippi State right. in, the, in the sense that like neither one of the fans care how the season goes as long as they can beat that, that other game. team. It's just that game. <laughs> exactly. One exactly. and nine, fine. With the one the other team, that's all they care about. Talk a little bit about your dad. Uh, now I know he had a big influence on you. Talk about you know how he shaped you into the man that you are today. The way of the Sonogo man, you know, he, he he he's very strange, but he just he, he's taught me to value so many things in life that a lot of a lot of lessons a lot of people didn't get, like the value of money, the value of of being kind to people, uh, the value of hard work, and, and and seeing your own seeds grow from the from the work you put in, and um, not taking anything the easy way. Everything's gonna be tough. Uh, always taught me like, this is my money. You're broke. You know, if you want to have money, you go earn it. <laughs> just that yeah. lifestyle. You'll get uh, your money. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's made me a go getter. It's made me appreciate where I am. And it's made me uh, have the need to feel like I want to give back to whatever community I am. So I'm, I'm eternally That's grateful. That's what's up. That's what's up, Momo. That's why we got people like you on this show. Perfect example. Thank you. Momo. I want to go back to Louisville a little bit. I know I'm kind of all over the place. I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, uh, Louisville, now when you came here, you took on more of a leadership role. Talk a little bit about, you know, how you became that, you know, leader for those guys. I mean, I, it, there was no intent to come in and, and take a leadership role, but yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, you're playing linebacker. You, you, you got to be the quarterback yeah. of the defense. That's, that's the job you signed up for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... As far as um, getting guys lined up, and, and as soon as I got here, I, I just went head first into the playbook, uh, made sure I knew exactly, like, like the back of my hand ends it out, what was going yeah. on, yeah. and I picked it up really fast, and that earned a lot of respect from the guys. And then um, I battled through injury, like the whole spring. I ended up having back surgery at like, the very end of spring. Uh, I had a herniated disc, but oh, a lot man. of guys would just you know sit out, get it taken care of. A lot of guys, when they transfer in, they just, if they need something taken care of, they'll take care of it before they'll sit out spring ball. But I'm wanting to make it a point to prove to the team, like, you know, show them who I am. And that gained a lot of respect. And then the off-season workouts, just always being in the front of the runs, at the top of the list, lifts. And it just kind of like just overall set the tone. It just it set the tone, and, and the team was very receptive yep, to it. Yep, set the tone, set the tone. Now you've played many against many quarterbacks, and man, uh, 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 some versus so many different schools. Walk me through, or give me your your toughest quarterback that you kind of played against that you had to you had to go get. <laughs> Tough, my my toughest quarterback would be Tua. 
Okay. It would definitely be two. He was just, he was very, I played against the college. Like, he was very dynamic, um, great arm, coming from the left side. He's a left arm guy, left-handed guy, so the throwing mechanics a little bit different. That's something you really got to get used to when you're playing. Right. It's kind of like going against a left-handed pitcher. Exactly. Like, just the balls come it's at you. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Yep. yep. Yeah, every handoff looks different. So, He's just—he's a—he's a good quarterback. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Tua, and a lot of people knock him, but like I think he's a real good quarterback. What's up? I think he is too. I think he's pretty decent. Before I let you go here, man, uh, give us your best advice to the youth, anybody who wants to, you know, play in your position, man. Well, what you got to say to them? My biggest advice is take advantage of every single opportunity you've got. And make the most of it. Take advantage of everything. Like, take advantage of the school first and foremost. Don't use the school. Don't let the school use you. Go get as many degrees as you can. I'm on my third right now, my second yeah. master's. And because it's free while it's here. A lot of people get hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt chasing degrees. And you have an opportunity to go get it for free. And so no matter the, op like, no matter the situation you're in, just remember yep. that in the back of your head. I'm not leaving here empty-handed, no matter what. So what, what's next? What's next for you, Momo? What's next for me is I'm going to play this bowl game in, in, <laughs> in, in, in Fenway Park. And Cincinnati, then, huh? Yep. Yep. The Battle of the Keg or the Keg of Nails or something like that. It's <laughs> an old rivalry, I think. Something like that, right? But then it's to get the training, get ready for the combine and, and get rolling. Let's talk a little bit about the combine. What do you expect? Uh, you know, first and foremost, I hope I get the invite. They haven't sent out the invite. That, the combine is one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. You may think you know you're getting an invite, but there's really no way. To, yeah, there's no. no way to know until the invite comes. And there's some super secret committee that like decides on it every year. <laughs> Moral story is no one knows. So yeah, just gotta keep your eyes open, man. Keep my eyes open for, for it. But <laughs> one thing I do know what to expect is one thing they don't tell you. You just watch the combine, but when you watch them perform. That's after like 18 hours of medicals and interviews. Holy cow. Directly prior to that. And they briefly go to sleep and wake up and do workouts. And they do that on purpose too. They want to see how you perform when you're tired and you're annoyed. Mm. But it's a good test, people don't man. know that. So yeah. somebody might test bad and, and you talk down about that guy or whatever. But just know he was, he's, he's been going through a process. And then they were like, all right, now go perform. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know Sheesh. that. I learned something new today. Um, Momo, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, man. I appreciate you having um, me. Before I let you go, well, you already gave your advice. Uh, give me, let's end out with this. Who you got? I like to end my episodes out with something fun, leaving the, leaving the episode. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Uh, give me your a, a Super Bowl. Who's the Super Bowl champs for this, this season, man? Oh, I'm going with my Cowboys. I'm going with my Cowboys. I'm going with the underrated, the underrated guest right there. You say whatever you want. That Cowboys. defense is playing. The defense win championships. So. I, heard, I heard that before. <laughs> but we're going to we're gonna have to see about that. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, hit that like and subscribe. And stay tuned. For more episodes and exclusive content, subscribe to What's Next with Rio.